and I like to focus on the gratitude. Mm, so, so even good. if it was a tumultuous relationship of whatever kind, there's always something to learn. There's always something to gain from that interaction, from that relationship, from that event, whatever it is. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Today's guest, as a child, was a product of a divided and chaotic home. She didn't realize how chaotic it was until she started her own personal growth journey. Wendy Watson has been on a personal growth journey for almost two decades. A lot of hard work, tears, joy, and coming to Jesus moments. She spent the last 15 years perfecting a formula for herself and her clients. Wendy's clients have found her process extremely useful. She's built two businesses, saved marriages, changed suicidal tendencies, and helped clients through trauma and much more. Robert chats with Wendy Watson, a spiritual coach who is seeking to change the lives of women wounded by divorce. She's taken her mess and turned it into her message. She's done the healing work in her own life, equipping her to help others on the journey. She shares some of her tips to help people who are living with emotional pain. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to, to sharing your story, sharing a little bit of excitement. You have a new announcement and uh, just yeah. having a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, I look forward to sharing with everybody this morning. Nice. So we typically start every episode with a guest just sharing their entrepreneurial journey and their leap into entrepreneurship. So tell us, what made you make the leap and and what impact are you making in the world today? Um, so what made me make the leap was uh, the recession in 2009 when I got <laughs> let go of my, um, at my corporate America job doing accounting and accounts payable. And um, I was a lead. So I was overqualified to be a clerk and underqualified to be a manager. And they weren't hiring those middle positions anymore. And quite honestly, I didn't really want to go back to a cubicle anyways. Um, so I made a list of what I wanted my new career to have, um, all the requirements that I had for it. And I knew I couldn't afford a four year degree. So I had to find something vocational and massage therapy just checked off all the boxes. And um, I knew I had to start working for somebody else because I was completely new to this industry. Um, so I signed up and worked for a franchise and 
got my massage swagger and learned a few things about the industry and all that kind of stuff and then went out on my own. So let's talk a little bit about this list. I love that idea of basically putting your desires down on, on paper and basically putting it out to the universe that this is what I'm looking for. This is, this is, these are the requirements I have. There's, there's two elements to that for me. One is knowing what you want because most people have an idea what they want, but they don't really clarify it. And the second thing is obviously putting it out there to the world and, and, and kind of manifesting, making that happen. Yeah. Right. So making the list will help you think through what it is that you want. Cause otherwise you're just all up in your head and you have a million different things that you're thinking about. So at least making the list, even if you end up having to cross some things out and make a new list and add some things in or, you know, whatever it is, going through that process helps you gain clarity and, um, understanding and what you want in your next chapter or your next journey. Yeah. The list is very powerful. I encourage, in fact, it's the very first thing I do with all of my clients and I follow uh, Mark Victor Hansen's idea of 101. I want you to write a list of 101 things that you want. And, and that's becomes the building block for everything else that, that we do, but you've got to know what you want to be able to go out and get it. <laughs> Otherwise, you're right. just you're just going yeah. out directionless. Yeah, you're just floundering. <laughs> yeah, so you know, do whatever tools that help you make those lists or get those clarity. Well, and it's a great destination planner, right? You can actually take the list, you can add dates to it, make them goals. There's just so many elements that that a list gives you that opportunity to sort out. Well, wait, maybe that's yeah. not what I really want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe like once you start going for one of those things on the list, it's like, oh, I, OK, we're going to scratch that off and we're going to go work on something else. But it helps you to know what to manifest and then you can incorporate other tools uh, to help manifest that as well, not just the list. Right. So, yeah, I think lists are really, really important. Absolutely. So. Got your chops in massage therapy and what was your what was your next step on the journey so right then it was owning my own business and then it was developing clients and all that stuff and then after 13 years um after i reached the pinnacle of what i could reach in phoenix as a single business owner um because i realized i didn't want to open a whole studio and have employees and um be in that much of uncle sam's view <laughs> or babysitting people uh, i decided to move here and revamp my business again and so now i'm a spiritual therapist helping people overcome the trauma of divorce and now i'm an author of my new book and these are never things that i would have sought for myself but you know, it's all just kind of landing in my lap and uh, here we go. <laughs> all right. So let's talk a little bit about spiritual therapists. Help uh, help those entrepreneurs understand who you serve and, and what it is. What's the problem that you that you solve? Right. So divorce or any kind of uh, relationship change can be very traumatic emotionally 
financially, right? With our mental health and what I call our spiritual health, which is really our inner relationships with ourselves, spirit guides, God, whatever that looks like for the individual. And so I help people overcome the trauma from the relationship ending and really help them develop their inner relationships, whether it's their inner relationship with their own sub, uh, consciousness, their own mind, um, or their inner relationships with their soul or with God or whatever that looks like, just trying to overcome all of that so they can realize who they are and who they want to be and how they want to move forward. Nice. And obviously your ideal client you're targeting are victims of divorce at this point. Victims of divorce or long-term relationships. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in relationships six to 25 years or even 42 years without ever getting married. Or, you know, maybe they've been at a job for 20 years and they thought they were going to retire there. And now all of a sudden they find themselves unemployed. Like that's another type of relationship that's that long-term relationship that's severed. Um, you know, maybe you just never thought of yourself back out onto the job market and now you're totally lost and you don't know where to go and you don't know how to interview or, you know, how to move forward in that realm. That's, that's another big one. Ooh, absolutely. So obviously a piece of that process is, is grieving and and going through the the grieving process yeah. i think our country typically doesn't grieve well <laughs> i think many people focus on all the stuff they can't control and they can't change and obviously if we talk about like a a, a pet passing or a job loss or a family member passing like no matter how sad you get or miserable you get or how much you paint yourself black and sad and miserable, you'll never bring that object back. <laughs> like, and, and right. I feel like that's so many people's goal, right? The set, if I get sad enough, this person will come back. Right. Which we all know, you know, intellectually, you know, that's impossible, but emotionally, I think people really try to, they put themselves in that position where there's no, win there's no benefit to them and they take yeah. themselves down that dark emotional hole and they get stuck there a hundred percent um you know they try to stay attached to that entity whether it's a pet or a job or a spouse or family member or whatever it is they feel like they need to stay attached to it and by staying attached to it they stay attached to all the emotions and the trauma and everything involved with that. And it's there's almost a guilt that people feel that a lot of people feel to move on. Mm. I, I had a friend, a long friend, long time friend, and, and he was married for 40 years. And, uh, and he said, I'm afraid I'll forget her. You know, there's a lot of people that do that. In fact, I just got the little goosebumpies when you said it, right? Isn't that, I mean, um, it's heart, it's, it's heartbreaking for, for those of us that understand that that's impossible. It's impossible. They were <laughs> such a part of your life. They made such a big impact on your life. And in this day and age, how many pictures, 
do we have on social media or even on our phones or whatever of all of our loved ones? There's no way that that you could forget it. And your subconscious won't let you forget the person. Anyways, it's all recorded in our brains. So you're not going to forget them. You just may not think of them as often. But the memories will come back and the memories should give you the joy and um, all the pleasantries of being able to share part of your life with that person. Well, and I really encourage people to to, to share the stories, right? To, yes. to stop getting stuck in. I like how you, you mentioned it as guilt because they feel guilt that they're going to forget them or they feel guilt that they're still alive and the other person's not. I mean, they're yep. stuck in these things and ultimately for, for me is do your thoughts, are your thoughts empowering you, <laughs> lifting you up, making you feel good, or are they disempowering you and, and you're focused on things that you can't control and you're sending energy that cannot change anything. But if right. you share the stories and you tell the stories and you put it on Facebook and you talk about all the great things that this person, you know, that the influence they had in your life, that a make sure you never forget them but B celebrates their life rather than boo-hooing <laughs> that you don't have them here anymore. Right. When you put that energy into the positivity and into sharing the stories and honoring that person, then it frees up your mind and your energy to focus on the other things that are also important to you. If you let the guilt in the morning weigh you down, you're not going to be as invigorated to go to work or to build your business or to build any other relationships or, you know, to, to move forward in any way. So in order, you know, if you can help release that, then you help open up all of this other energy and all of this other effort that you can put in to the other things that you, into your other goals that you want to achieve. Yeah. So, so often, and, and I think the same thing can happen for many people in trauma. They're caught up in the thing that happened. They're caught up in the, the being a victim. And terrible things happen to human beings. Human beings do terrible things to other human beings. But the number one thing that none of us can do is undo what happened. Right. But we, we can certainly change the story that we believe about what happened and the story that we tell ourselves about what happened and the story that we tell others about what happened. And that forgiveness is what that really is for yourself is, is really right back to the same question. Are my thoughts empowering me, lifting me up, encouraging me, moving me forward, or are my thoughts hurting me and taking me backwards and, and keeping me in a place where I no longer have control? Right. So I, and I like to focus on the gratitude. Mm, so, so even good. if it was a tumultuous relationship of whatever kind, there's always something to learn. There's always something to gain from that interaction, from that relationship, from that event, whatever it is. So, and that's a lot about what my book is about in regards to the 70 20 10 rule is using those percentages the 70 percent 20 percent 10 percent to find the gratitude in any situation so that you can focus on that and not focus on 
the bad stuff or the tumultuous stuff or the the hard stuff so that you can find the value and then you can find the forgiveness and then you can move forward. All right. So let's dig into congratulations on the new book. Fantastic. It looks beautiful. Thank so you. Tell us, tell us a little bit more. Describe this 70-20-10 rule and, and help us understand how to apply it. Right. So it was given to me in business from my audit manager back from my um, accounting job because I was such a perfectionist. Imagine that a woman raised by entrepreneurs um, feeling like she needs to be perfect <laughs> work. And, um, you know, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially my dad being in construction, you cannot let the client down. Right. So you have to find a resolution to the pro like he still has to build the fireplace and it still has to look how they want it. So you have to find a solution to the problem. And that's how I've always managed things. So for him to come and tell me, look, as long as 70% of the invoices get processed, only 10% have to be escalated and 10 or 20% get escalated and 10% we write off. Like those are our goals. And I was like, my first reaction was like, wait a minute, you're willing to write things off. <laughs> like this is a new, concept to me and he's like yes actually we plan for it and then i was like oh and then i was like wait i don't have to be perfect oh my god i don't have to be perfect like this is fabulous right and then i started looking at it in other ways what is it that we i noticed that most of the people around me 70 percent of what they project is their own baggage their own beliefs their own thoughts their own everything right and only 10 percent was directly personal to the person they were speaking to so what are we projecting on people and shouldn't it be the other way around when we're speaking to somebody shouldn't it be that we're projecting 70 the 70 percent of what we're projecting should be personal directly to you while i'm speaking to you on on tv right like <laughs> for me that's how it should be and so in my book, I demonstrate like 16 different ways on how to use the 70-20-10 rule, both in business, in external relationships, and in your internal relationships, right? A lot of people will be like, you know, bleep, 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 I just dropped my phone and cracked the case and, you know, all the things and calling themselves names. Is that really how you want to speak to yourself? We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. Would you speak to your mother that way? Ooh, yeah. Right? Like, so, so powerful. I think just thinking about 
being present right in a in a conversation mm -hmm. and flipping the conversation around so that the 70 percent is focused on the other person versus the 70 percent of the story i want to tell and so many times you can watch conversations and when people have conversations you know like oh i broke my arm oh yeah i broke my arm too when i was blah 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 right we we make it about ourselves and and just fall mm -hmm. into this habit of of you know whatever's happened to that person we compare it to some event in our own life and and bring that up which of course isn't doesn't change anything for that other person at all right now we've just made the conversation all about ourselves Instead right. of being able to empathize with them, be present with them in the moment and and just, you know, hear hear their story about how their arm broke, because your arm breaking has no relevance <laughs> in the moment. No, it has no relevance on them or the reason why they shared it. Right. They shared it for a reason. So can you take before you say what you want to say, can you take a moment to focus on that part of the conversation be like oh i'm so sorry to hear that like how did that happen how are you coping with it have you had to be on a lot of medications how's physical therapy going like actually partake in their side of the conversation and then maybe you can go into oh yeah well you know when i broke my arm this is what i did right it's not that you can't share your side of the story but can you be more intentional in your communications with people. Well, and that's the 70, 20, right? So 70 mm -hmm. focuses on them 20. I can just throw my little piece in there. And then 10% is completely superfluous. To right. Throw away. Right. Exactly. Right. It all but, depends on like how you want to apply the different percentages and how you want to um, move forward with that. But 70% should be totally intentional to the person that you're speaking with, I think. So powerful. So who's who's the targeted audience for your book? Who'd you write the book for? I wrote the book for people that have communication issues. Like me. Right? So I am absolutely a truth speaker. And for the longest time, I felt like in order to speak my truth, I just needed to say it however it came out of my head. That got me into a lot of trouble and did not, was not beneficial to building strong relationships. <laughs> Most people aren't prepared for that. No, I, I'm, I'm very, and I'm very direct. So, you know, and I know a lot of people out there that are like that. They feel like in order to speak their truth, they, they just need to say it. And what I've learned is that you can still say what you need to say but there's um, better ways to say it, or there's softer ways to say it, or you know maybe tailoring the message to the person that you're speaking to, right? Just like when you're speaking, like the speakers up on stage and stuff like that, right? They tailor their message to their audience, right? Yeah, so, so the truth of it is, it's not that we don't wanna speak the truth. But we want to speak the truth in a way that the person we're speaking to is able to listen and hear. Well, it. right. To where it is best received. Because that's what communication is, right? I can I can speak my truth, but if nobody listens or nobody nobody 
understands my truth, then then I'm just I might as well be speaking to a wall. Right. Or if you say it so harshly that their defense mechanisms now up and they just totally tuned you out. The whole conversation's dead and over right there, right there in the water. Right? And not very so, powerful for relationships in the long term. No, whether you're talking about whether you're talking to a vendor or a client or a spouse or a family member, all of those, it, all those relationships work the same way. Absolutely. So powerful. That's, that's super helpful for empowering people to, to have better communication. That's definitely an area where most of us need to grow. And certainly most of us need to practice continually. Me included. <laughs> Well, and and I think, you know, that that idea of of presence, right? That idea of of participating in the conversation in a in a way that increases the value of the person you're with, right? I, and I I think it's just having tools to turn off our selfishness. Yeah, it, it, you know, just dial down that ego a little bit. It doesn't mean you have to shut off the ego. Just dial it down for a minute and focus on somebody else and focus on being intentional with that conversation. Just just a little, at least start with a little bit. <laughs> Go from there. So I love how you've taken your skill, your, your, your talent from accounting, right? Because a, a lot of these accounting is very factual, very, you know, the numbers are what the numbers are. And right. And, <laughs> and it, obviously that plays out in your communication and recognizing that, you know what, the facts are what the facts are. And I'm just here sharing the facts <laughs> and telling you how I, how I see it. Right. And, and I can see how that would definitely have an impact on relationships. So, so often as entrepreneurs, we're solving a problem that we managed to solve for ourselves. And now we're able yeah. to, to show others and walk others through that journey that, that we've fixed within ourselves, right. Our mess becomes our message. And so you've right. taken your mess and, and made it into your message and that makes it more powerful, right? Being able to share your own journey shows people a pathway that says, Hey, I've walked this journey myself and now I want to help others along the way because I want to save their relationships. I want to help them let go of traumas that, that they're holding on to. And I want to help them improve their communication, not just from stage, but potentially just even in their interpersonal relationships and of course in their client relationships, which helps to grow their business. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, you really can't build trust or loyalty without effective communication. And I've seen so many relationships. I've seen them myself, but I've heard from other people. In fact, I just heard this story last night where a, a guy was dating a girl for a little while and his phone broke. And so he told his buddies, hey, my phone broke. If you need to get a hold of me, get a hold, you know, reach out on my work phone. But he forgot to tell her. <laughs> and so, and he had set this precedence, right? That, okay, I'm gonna text you every morning and we're gonna check in in the evenings or whatever. And so when she didn't hear from him all day, she flipped out, right? They, neither one of them, reacted very well, but she flipped out and was just like, oh, obviously you don't want to talk to me anymore and you're just going to ghost me now and blah, blah, you know? And it's like, if he had just said, right? Or if she had been a little more intentional and be like, 
hey, what happened here, right? That whole relationship could have been fostered a little bit better, right? But it's that communication piece, even from the early stages of dating, it's so important to be able to build the trust and the loyalty. Well, and I think, I think one of the biggest pieces in relationships is that space where you assume the best instead of assume the worst, right? It's another step in positivity, right? Mm -hmm. My expectations in communication with the people that I'm in communicating with is that they have my best intentions at heart, right? That their intention is not the negative side. They're not trying to hurt me. They're not doing this on purpose, but our natural tendency is to assume the worst, right? We play the game in our head. The gears are just turning all day long. Oh, he hasn't called me. Oh, he doesn't like me. Oh, he's never going to call now. Oh, and all day long, we've created this argument in our head. And so even when we find out that, oh, his phone was broken, it's too late. Our brain has gone so far down this path of anger and resentment and, yep. and distrust that we've built up this entire event that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. And our clients do that too, right? So just, just taking that extra 30 seconds to send a quick email and, or send a quick text or whatever it is, that little piece of communication goes so far, either with clients or in personal relationships, as far as communication, just a, just that little piece makes a huge difference. Well, even on the sales side, right? We can send out a, a, a proposal and then we don't hear back and, and our brain will start machining around. Oh, they don't like me. Oh, it was too much. Oh, the value was not there. Oh, the we just we start yep. imagining all these things and we play this game in our head instead of A, communicating with a client and asking, Hey, what's up? I didn't hear back from you. Mm -hmm. Really just just put it out there. But B, just not making assumptions, right? Yes. No, oh don't my make assumptions about what's happening because we have, you have no idea. They, you have no, all those could things be, could be true, but other and things none could of be them true could be too. True. <laughs> exactly. None of them could be true. Right. So, so yeah, don't make assumptions. I always assume the best. And so in my mind, they're just busy and they haven't got to my email yet and they're going to read it later and they'll respond. That's they'll it. Respond There's no emotional to? attachment to it. Right. They'll respond if they want to, and they won't if they don't. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's removing that emotional attachment. This is where the black and white comes in where that linear thought process comes in with the accounting is just like, okay, well, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't, you know, I'm going to follow up and see what else I could do to help them with it, you know, to help that process move along. But if they're just not interested, I don't want something, somebody buying something from me that they're not interested in. I want to go find the person that is interested in my stuff that really wants to buy it. So if I can not put my energy into somebody that is not interested, then I'm just going to move on to the next person and put my energy into them. Right. And they make the worst clients too. Like if you, they do, if you let someone in that, that, you know, you kind of pushed them or you kind of emotionally drug them in. Yeah. They're the worst clients because they didn't really want to be there in the first place and the energy's not right. And so, yeah, why mess with it? Move on, move on to the person that's supposed to, that's the right fit. That's supposed to be in the room with you and, mm -hmm. and get those deals done 
and there you'll be much you'll be much happier having oh clients God, you that you that you work that work well with you and are going to do the things that you recommend that they do and you're going to get the results because they do the work you'll get the results you won't go home as stressed <laughs> which means you'll be in a better mood which means your spouse is going to be in a better mood and your dog's going to be in a better mood right <laughs> it's the ripple effect right and then you have better quality time with your loved ones at home instead of okay i had a rough day this client really bleep bleep bleeped and so i need 20 minutes to go decompress before i can interact with you guys right and then even if you decompress for 20 minutes you're still in the process of trying to get out of that mindset and so it, it's a longer process if you allow those people in instead of just being like, okay, they're not a good fit. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. So you really mentioned something pretty powerful there. You know, so often we bring home that emotional energy and of course it impacts your marriage. It impacts your relationship with your children and you have the freedom to not bring it home right? You have the place to set boundaries. And, and I think, you know, one of the first boundaries is, you know, not bringing your business phone home or having it off after five o'clock or, you know, being able to set a boundary that separates your business from your home. And as entrepreneurs, our tendency isn't, our tendency is to keep on working, right? We, we take yeah. an hour break for dinner and, and, and we, we jump back on, you know, a call or a computer after dinner and, maybe we'll jump up and, Hey, go hug the kids and put them to bed. But then we jump back on, right. We, we need to set boundaries and we need to protect yeah. our space, not just our mind, but the space and what we do in those physical spaces. And when you, when you create that separation and you, you honor the boundary, your brain will catch up quickly, right? It's like having, it's like doing everything in your bedroom. If you do everything in your bedroom, then your brain says, well, we, we do everything in here. We don't sleep. Right. And that's what keeps you up at night. Right. Well, yep. the same thing can happen with your family, right? Your family's going to have the expectation. Oh, dad's in his office. We got to leave him alone or dad's in the living room. You know, we can hang out and play dad's in the kitchen. We can hang out and play. You need to have those boundaries and honor them because your brain will learn it, but your family will learn it too. And they know if you're paying attention, they know if you're really present oh. in the room. Absolutely. And that's where the 70-20-10 rule can come in handy too, right? Saying, okay, 70% of my daytime is going to be on business. 20% is going to be on my family quality time. And 10% is going to be my me quiet time. Mm, nice. Right? You can, you can use that in order to help build your boundaries. Because like you said, a lot of the times, especially for entrepreneurs, like we're just on the go and we're kind of thinking about all the things that we need to do, even when we're trying to spend quality time with the loved ones. So, and even the best compartmentalists still have trouble, right? Putting up those boundaries. So I think it's really important to be like, okay, five or six o'clock phones off, laptops off, everything's off. And then it's quality time with the family, figure out how to turn this off. Right. And it's just about the quality time. And then maybe somewhere like after the kids go to bed, you find a little bit of quiet me time. 
And then if you still need to get back onto the laptop or back onto the phone and check it, then you can check it. As long as you've got all your, your quality of life boundaries checked first. So powerful. Well, congratulations on the new book, Wendy. Can, where can people find it? Uh, right now it's on Amazon Kindle only. Um, I think I sent you the link, but if not, I can send it to you again. Uh, it, the paperback version will be published on August 2nd. And Woo! we're doing a launch party at Grange Hall on August 11th in Denver from 6 to 9 p.m. And I would love to see everybody there. We're going to do a raffle and I'm donating 10% of the proceeds to a disabled veterans uh, charity for the first month of sales. So come help me and help the veterans and um, make this a pay it forward situation. Love that. All right, Wendy, we end every show with guests sharing their words of wisdom. What would your words of wisdom for entrepreneurs listening? Uh, my words of wisdom is to find a balance for yourself. Find that balance between work life, personal life, and me time. Perfect. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank this you. has been fantastic. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Likewise. And thank you for having me on.